Let's be real. We're not being completely honest about motherhood. Sure, we all talk about how we hate the sleepless nights, the breastfeeding, how our partner doesn't help us enough, and the toddler meltdowns. But I want to know what's going on with you. I'm Michelle Mansfield, author and founder of The Honest Mom Project. On this podcast, we're going to talk about the motherhood shit that no one talks about, not even your best friend. Come join special guests, mom friends, and myself as we share our stories with love, honesty, humor, and definitely a few appearances from my potty mouth. Let's validate what we're all going through so we can acknowledge each of our own feelings with confidence. Let's start being honest moms with each other. Welcome to the Honest Mom Podcast. Welcome back, moms, my friends, to the Honest Mom Podcast. We have our season two opener here. We have two guests today. I am stepping out of my technology comfort zone and so far so good. We have Megan Cox and Bridget Nolan. They are both with Sunshine Social Media. Today we are talking about, they chose this topic and I'm so excited, collaboration over competition. And we're talking about that subject in the world of not just business, but motherhood, relationships, things, everything in general. And I'm so glad that they chose this topic. And I'm going to stop talking and have them both take it away. Megan, I'm going to have you introduce yourself and then Bridget. And we'll get on with this episode, but I want the guests to um, get a little intro from you and tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hi, thanks so much for having us on, Michelle. We're so happy to be here and excited to kick off your season two. So thank you. Hi, I'm Megan Cox, uh, owner and founder of Sunshine Social Media. I have a background in television and advertising and now uh, just really loving serving small local small businesses in the area in the social media marketing realm. And I am Bridget. I am Megan's business partner and the director of Sunshine Social Media. Um, I was actually a teacher for 10 years and had a total career change when I kind of stayed at home, didn't really stay at home mom kind of deal. And um, we joined forces, which is why we want to talk about collaboration today. And I'm excited to be here and uh, talk with you about all things. All things. Yes. Well, before we talk about all things, I have my mom card drawing of the week. I'm drawing from the Be Happy pile from Compendium. And it kind of reminds me of now that we're coming into the holiday season, the advent calendar. So it's a little perforated card. I'm going to open it up and I'm going to ask each of you, Bridget, I'm going to have you start. Both of you listen to the quote and then just trust your gut, whatever comes to your mind. And if your mind draws a blank, that's normal. And don't worry about it. We can (laughs) always revisit it or not, whatever. All right. So Ray Bradbury, Ooh, the, the quote comes from the famous Ray Bradbury. All right, here it is. Treasure this day and treasure yourself. Truly, neither will ever happen again. I like that one. Yeah, actually, um, so yesterday, I I took my kids out of school to play hooky, and we went downtown to see Wicked and have lunch at the Walnut Room. And I feel like it was one of those things where you know, the part of you is like, oh, they should have missed school. I feel bad. But then the other part of you is like, screw it. Like, let's just go have fun and make the memory. And they loved it. And it was amazing. One of those like core memory moments, you know, kind of cliche, but still nonetheless. Um, So yeah, I think it's sometimes just saying like, screw it. We're not going to do the homework. We're not going to do this. We're going to go enjoy being a family, being a mom, spending time, making memories. Sometimes you just got to relish in those moments because you will never get them back, especially when they're nine or nine and seven. So it's, we're almost moving into the preteen age with my daughter, at least. So it's trying to bubble her up in this little childhood. So I think relishing in those moments for sure. Was it your first time seeing Wicked? Not my first time, but there, it was funny because they um, thought it was going to be like a movie theater because I'm like, we're going to the theater and they're like, it's so beautiful. So, you know, they, they loved it. It was their first like big performance. So they thought it was great. Yeah. I took Brooklyn a few weeks ago and it was probably the sixth Aww. time I've seen it. Oh, really? 
Because what's a sixth time, you know? Hey. And it's kind of like phantom. You just keep going. And I told her, I warned her. I'm like, Brooklyn, I cry a lot in this. Like I cry in everything (laughs) lately, but Wicked, it's the it's the intermission, or I think it's intermission when the gra- oh, what is it? Defying gravity song when yeah, she yeah. rises uh-huh. up and the and I she yeah. looks at me and I'm like seriously like you know like the sobbing <laughs> like you're losing your uh-huh. breath crying and I'm Aww. like it happens every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you did that though. I love that yeah. you connected with it. So Megan, sure. I'm going to just reread it just because okay. we've had a little chat and you can just see what you know how this connects with you. Treasure this day and treasure yourself. Truly, neither will ever happen again. So I have a magnet on the back of my car that says, be here now. So whenever I'm feeling anxious, I just remind myself just to be here now. And it's true. Like the only, the only thing we all actually have is this very moment. Um, And so, yeah, I just think about that saying a lot, especially when I'm with my kids um, I do have a preteen now she's 11. So I just think about, oh my gosh, the years are numbered here in the house before she goes off to college. So I always just try to be here now in the moment and yeah, it's all we've got. So I really enjoy that quote. Oh, wonderful. And you guys going off of the subject, just a second, my season one, um, has an episode that I'll share with you both. I had a woman named Elise Knox on, and she's a coach for teens and parents of teens. And she also works with tweens too. And I was kind of debating whether to have her, cause I'm not yet in that area yet. At, you know, I focus so much on the new motherhood or toddler, or even like early elementary. And I'm like, you know what? She's so cool. Like I, when I connected with her, I'm like, I'm going to do an episode with her. I am so glad I did ladies. And I'll share that episode with you. Because, oh, I can't wait to hear. It. Oh, the stuff she said, I'm just communicating and just what their world is like and how we can mm-hmm. kind of, you know, help them along, you know, mm-hmm. without being mm-hmm you know? Yeah. Um, so I'll share that with you. That was just a little tangent um, that I knew I'd forget if I didn't say it, but well, thank you. I loved both of your insights on that card. I think it's a great one. I think I'm going to definitely keep that one out because um, in motherhood, I talk about this a lot with whether it's postpartum depression or anxiety. I had the depression side where I was always looking back and looking mm-hmm. back at things and the way things were and the way things, how it was easier or different. And, you know, with postpartum anxiety, which I did not have, but friends of mine of looking like all the what ifs in the future, what if this happens? Mm -hmm. What if this, what if this, and we're, we were all saying like, we were not present. Like we look Mm -hmm. at photos and videos from the the toddler years. And I'm kind of like, I was there, but I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely felt that with, with my first, it's like your second kind of changes, but your first for sure. It's all unknown. Yeah, definitely felt it with my first with the second. I was like, Oh, wow, I think I might have had postpartum anxiety with my first and I didn't know and nobody really was talking yeah, about it. Then that was 2011. And it still wasn't really a big topic. Yeah. 2013. I felt like I never heard anyone talk about it either. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm just glad it's getting out there. Okay, so when you suggested this collaboration over competition topic, which I, immediately I was just like, bam, yes, I love it. Cause we haven't talked about it first of all. And I know, I know your history a little bit, but why don't you, um, Bridget start off, tell me yeah. why this, um, com- this conversation, this topic is important to you specifically. Well, the, origin story of Megan and I is basically coming together because we did collaborate over compete. So after I decided to take some time off of teaching and be home when my youngest was still in preschool, um, I was doing some freelance work, doing very similar things that Megan was doing at the time. We were both solopreneurs in the area doing social media. I was doing some blogging for people too. Um, She found me on Instagram and we became Instagram friends, even though we were technically competition and actually both live in the same town. Um, and then ironically, we um, finally met face to face in the school parking lot because at that time our kids went to the same school. Um, so it was like, when you meet your celebrity, you're like, oh my God, it's you, you're in real life in the flesh. So I think doing coming together and then, um, you know, I think that the business has just taken on its 
you know, this new life and we've grown tenfold together and our, we have a team and all these clients. And so it's just so fun to have somebody with you um, side by side to bounce ideas off each other. Cause you know, being a teacher, I always was on a team and working with somebody. So being solo, it gets lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no matter what you're doing, no matter what career you choose, being, a, being solo is just, you're not as fulfilled, you're not as creative. Um, so it's nice to have a creative outlet, a sounding board, um, because without, I, I was ready to give up my little freelance, you know, hopes and dreams and just maybe go back to teaching. And then when Megan decided to reach out and collaborate, cause that was a huge step for her to, you yeah, know, open up nervous. her business. I'm so glad me. I did it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. What made you nervous, Megan? Um, well, the business was growing. So as a solopreneur, as we like to call ourselves, I could only take, I couldn't take on any more clients. So I knew I needed to expand and I was looking, I mean, at the time you, social media managers weren't really even a thing in the area, but I was looking around and I noticed Bridget, um, on Instagram. I'm like, wow, she's doing all the same things. I'm like, I wonder if she'd want to, you know, pair up and join forces. So I was talking about it with my husband one night. I'm like, should I just should I DM her? Should I see? I'm like, I'm kind of nervous because she's technically my competition. We do the same thing. Jeff's like, just go for it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to. And we did. And we met for um, lunch at GMEA and we just did totally hit it off. Um, so it went from me thinking that she would just be like a team member to being my business partner because we just clicked so instantly. Bridget's also one of my very best friends now. Like, I mean, we're just really lucky that it all turned out this way, but we're in total alignment um, creatively um, with where we want the business to go. So like right now we're in a really awesome flow and I'm just so grateful for it and so glad that I took that chance because I could have been like, oh, she's my competition and like, I'm not going to reach out. I'm going to try to, I don't even know. Like, I didn't think that way. I thought this might be really cool. We could build something big together. Cause I see she has the same skills as me and personality type. Cause that showed that showed on her social media. So it worked and um, I'm loving it. And we have so much fun together daily and it's just great. Like I just, <laughs> seriously, i it was the best decision I've ever made. So, yeah. I love that. Did you have any doubts, Bridget, when you both started collaborating? I think that, um, you know, stepping away from the teaching field in general was, um, you know, everyone talks about mom guilt, but there's teacher guilt for sure. Oh, Um, teacher guilt. Okay. Yeah. I think where, you know, it's it's similar, right? Because I think teachers often think of their students and their work kind of like their kids and their family. And so that makes so much sense. Stepping away from the classroom feels like you're letting all these people and all these kids down. And then you think about, you know, all the hours and the education that you put into it. And so I had a lot of, I was carrying a lot of guilt at that time about stepping away from the classroom. And that's why when Megan reached out, actually at the time I was thinking about going in, but it was, this was in like the beginning of COVID. So, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, But I mean, I think that just changing a career completely always gave me some anxiety about like, I don't, imposter syndrome. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a background in this, but, um, and then that's like a whole nother topic about teachers trying to leave their careers and feeling like they can't do anything else. When in reality, teachers are like the best employees ever. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but just in general for any teacher that might be listening that thinking about changing careers, like you have every skill set you need from being a teacher to do whatever you want to do. Um, So, yeah, so I think that was my biggest thing. And then obviously, like, I didn't know Megan. I'm a very trusting person. And so I was just like, absolutely. And, you know, my husband's like, well, you know, (laughs) did you look at, read the fine print of the contract and blah, blah. And I'm like, it'll be fine. She seems great. And so, (laughs) I mean, but that's just who I am. And I feel like that's who Megan is. Oh, that's me too. My husband's the contract guy too. He's like, you never know. You never know. Let me read that contract. And I'm like, it's fine. It's, I re-signed it. Oh, well. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so, you know, you know, there's that side of it too. But I mean, so glad that I did. It's been wonderful. I think that's probably why we clicked right away because we both are very trusting, which is a good and bad thing. But we were yeah. able to, we didn't have like this block that preventing us from just going, going full force together. Like it was just great. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't 
it was a rare thing that happened and I'm glad it did. And we're, we're still in our creative flow together and it's great. Mm -hmm. So were there any challenges that you had to overcome when you initially started working together? I would say for me as a business owner, some of the challenges were um, like I needed to reframe how, because we decided pretty early on that we wanted to be business partners because we were just collaborating so well. And so we were starting to, you know, both, both create content for the Sunshine social media page. And, um, you know, she started becoming the face along with me to the company. So I felt like, okay, we definitely should be business partners. So I had to change my language. It's not mine, it's ours. So I had to use our language, we language. And I mean, I had to trust Bridget and that's really, I mean, it's, it is hard to trust someone that you're just getting to know, but, um, I'm like a true believer in energy and vibes and all of that. And I just didn't get any creepy vibes from her. Like It just all was going so good. But I mean, that that was a little bit of, you know, that is a hard thing to do, but I pushed through it. Cause I'm like, if I, if I don't push through this little feeling, it wasn't like an overwhelming feeling, but it's definitely a little feeling like, cause sunshine social media is my baby and I'm sharing it now. Um, so it's, you know, you're like sharing your child with someone and it's the best thing I've ever done. We're co-parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> How about yeah. you, Bridget? Yeah, I think that um, what has actually been, you know, we've learned along the way what our strengths are as business partners. Um, and we are very yin and yang and balance each other out really well. Um, Megan's awesome at doing the office admin and the billing, which is like not my jam and not my strong suit when I was my doing my solo thing, like not something that I had experience with. Um, so I think having both her side of it and then my side where, you know, we do do a lot of like face-to-face -face group presentations and coaching and like, that's my jam. That's what I love from being a teacher. And that's, you know, not Megan's favorite part of what we offer. So we've been able to balance each other out. And I think personality-wise too, while we're both very similar, we both are different. We also think in different ways and come at it from a different angle business-wise and even, you know, in our personal lives as well, because we, we do have that kind of relationship now where we can like vent about our husbands and our kids and all the things. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think learning how each other works in both a personal level and a business level, but then figuring out like how we can rely on each other being like, oh, well, Megan handles, you know, the billing and call and um, closing, you know, new clients. And she's awesome at that. And then she'll be like, I have this idea, but can you write this or create this? Because sometimes I can come up with you know, an idea that maybe she didn't see or, you know, so it's great. We collaborate really well. And I think that we wouldn't be where we are without having, you know, our strengths and, you know, helping each other with our weaknesses and growing with that as well. Yeah. And this kind of goes along with this and you, if you want to add anything, do you, um, Megan, how do you feel Bridget's strength, like a strength of Bridget's helps you and then Bridget, you can go with your. Sure. Um, okay. So Bridget, her strengths. Is, so she shares a birthday with my husband. So she's got, she so you like, get to remember your husband's birthday, <laughs> but she also has a lot of similarities to him. He's like ah. very logical, even keel. Um, I can be pretty emotional. Um, I get, I have ADHD. I get hyper-focused on things, which is great because it's good for, um, lead generation and content ideas. Um, Bridget helps me break that down because I can get really up in the clouds and then Bridget can help break it down. And then together we're able to just collaborate like seamlessly. It's just so cool. It's kind of hard to put into words how we operate, but um, you know, she's taught me how to take a pause for things like, okay, take a pause and think about it, you know, before composing things, before creating things, before uh, you know, opening up commun communication with someone. So uh, I, I would just say that's a really strong suit. She's also really great at writing captions. So I like to do a lot of the creative stuff and she does the creative things as well. But um, when it comes to writing the captions, I really love Bridget's captions. I'm like, I created this graphic. Could you create the caption? She's like, sure. Like, it's just easy like that. We can just bounce back and forth like that. Um, so yeah, I would say the strong suit is she's very logical. Um, She's really wonderful writer and very creative and just together it, we just balance each other out very well. 
How about you, Bridget? Oh, thanks, Megan. You're um, welcome. Well, thanks, Megan. That was so nice. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm doing this on purpose, <laughs> by the way. Um, I, Megan is so good with just um, creating a successful business structure. She has such, she's so ambitious with what where she wants to go with the business. Um, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, and I'm like the biggest cheerleader, but she's always the creative mind and where where we are, what direction we're heading in. And I think that's, you know, that's just so awesome. Um, and I'm always going to be happy to be the biggest, you know, her biggest right-hand man and helping achieve that goal. Um, and she's very structured in a way that I'm not, which has helped me so much just she has all these systems in place for all of us to use as a group to, you know, just elevate us and make us stand out, um, you know, amongst the rest, amongst, um, you know, any, the fact that we're such a small business of these moms working out of our homes, but yet we have these really, um, you know, tight structures in place that an actual agency might have, I think speaks volumes for how, um, you know, smart of a businesswoman Megan is and how her background has helped you know, the business flourish because she has all those in place. Because um, people are always like, oh, where's your office? And we're like, we don't have one. We just all work out of our homes when we can. And they're yeah. like, oh, I just assumed you guys had an office. We're like, nope. So I think that speaks volumes about um, how Megan has structured the business in general. So, yeah. Well, thanks, and she, Yeah, oh of course. Gosh, you guys. <laughs> you, gals, you just feel so good. I love it. Um, so... <sighs> Kind of on the flip side of this, because this is just, I think, a natural, uh, we're humans, you know, we can't always feel good, good, good. And sometimes we have these checkpoints where we, so for example, when you see the other person doing something better than you, because this is that competition thing and the analyzation and the comparison trap where does your headspace go when you like with Megan, if you see Bridget doing something and you're like, Oh, oh. like, oh, that's you know, so funny. That, like, I, I wish I could do that. Like, do you go in, how do you go internally with that or externally? I don't know. Like we all are different. So that's so funny when you were talking about that, I thought you were talking about like external competition. I do have to be totally honest with you, Bridget. And I, like when I see her rock out a reel or a graphic or anything, it's like, hell yeah. Like that sunshine social media. So I have no feelings of that at all towards Bridget. I really honestly don't. I, if anything, it's like, that's awesome. That makes our business shine. She's rocking it and I'm proud. So I, but I, I do have those feelings for external competition. And when I do have those feelings, I mean, it's a legit feeling where you're like, Oh, oh my gosh, the competition. But what it does is it literally, it's like getting a shot of adrenaline. And I'm like, all right, I all of a sudden have a new idea or I'm recording a couple reels. And it's like, oh, I just got this whole burst of inspiration to create more. And so at first it, it sucks to see competition, but it's really so good for your creative um, inspiration and to just keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind a little competition. It keeps you going, um, truly. Yeah. And that's a great headspace to be in. The reason why I asked this, I was listening to a podcast this week and co-authors of many books, a male and a female, um, they started working together like 10 years ago and they speak and do all these things. And they both have very unique um, things that they bring to their business. And they also have a podcast together, a parenting podcast. And, you know, he was saying like, there's things that she is a lot better at than he is. And it's this internal check-in. He's like, I'm not jealous of her or like, angry. I'm happy, but it gives me kind of a little bit of like, hmm, is this something that I want to like learn more about or grow with? But then, you know, there are, and I don't see this with you two, but there are the people that they can go to a dark place with, I'm not good enough. I'm not this, or mm -hmm. I, you know, maybe I should do this. And I think it's a great space to be in where you don't feel like you have to do everything. And mm -hmm. I think that's the part of collaboration. Like, like uh, what you both were saying with someone's more uh, with the captions and the creativity, there's a creative, I'm not a business person either, Bridget. So like, I mm -hmm. would love like someone to partner like with someone with Megan that, you, you know, need a Megan in your life. Yeah. I, do <laughs> I don't know. Megan yeah. I, Megan's got enough on her plate, but so that's where I was. <laughs> yeah. going. I, didn't, I didn't want you guys to think that I'm asking you to like 
no, you know, no, bad mouth no. each other, but like sometimes that competition with your partner, business partner, a friend, um, you know, someone, um, your, that spouse. your spouse, um, you can go to different places in your head. So Bridget, what, what are your thoughts based on what Megan has said and my blabbing, you know, yeah. when you see something Megan is like rocking at, where does your headspace go? Yeah, I think, um, same with what Megan said, I think from the beginning, because our foundation of our collaboration has always been truly collaborative and not, um, like she never saw me as any lesser because she decided to bring me into her business. So I feel like because she had that mindset, we've never seen each other in that competitive light. And we're our own bosses, which is also like, we don't have the the pressure of somebody, you know, judging us because, you know, we're, we are the ones setting our own expectations for ourselves, truly. Um, but I mean, definitely in life, I feel like that was my husband sometimes, you know, he's like the OCD type A, very, you know, fine details. I'm kind of like, oh, I'll get to it later, you know, whereas like sometimes we're, I know like, he's out of town right now. And I know that I don't have to do the dishes right away because he's not going to get upset about it or anything like that. You know, it's not going to be like, why are there, why is your coffee cup still in the sink kind of thing? So I'm like, oh, I can just do my thing at my own pace today. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't really see, honestly, I don't see it with Megan. I think if anything, we use it as a learning opportunity for each other, you know, learning how to, um, you know, grow with our own, you know, skill sets and using it for our, cause we all, we each have our own personal clients that we manage. So I think using what we learned from each other and just helping that with our own um, self-management with our own clients. So that's the really nice part about, you know, our partnership, particularly. I know we're very, very lucky. We know it's not always that way. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this kind of goes right into that confidence and security in yourself, um, which can take time you know, an experience to get to that point. So how do you feel like confidence and insecurity play into this um, collaboration versus competition topic we're talking about? And this can be with business. This can be with a lot of things in motherhood and friendships and circles and all that kind of stuff. Um, I So I'd play, so the insecurity thing, if you ever find yourself, like for me, if I ever find myself being like, oh, why is she, why does, I don't know, if you ever just find yourself saying like, why can't, why don't I have that? Or yes. why am I not this way? I think it's like having a mirror being held up. So that's actually what you need to work on. So instead of being like irritated with a person who's doing well, just hold that mirror up and be like, oh, maybe that's just a subject or a thing that I need to work on for myself and then work on it however you're supposed to work on it. But don't be like all, I, for me, I'm not gonna be feeling toxic towards that person because they have something that I wish I had. I'm gonna work on that for myself. It's like a clue. It's like, oh, that I'm having this feeling of insecurity or competition. This means this is great. This means this is something that I wanna work on. I don't know if that resonates with you, but that's what I do. Whenever I have a little twinge or anything like that, it's just an opportunity to work on yourself. Yeah, Bridget, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I feel like, especially for like the motherhood thing, um, just seeing, I remember when my daughter was a toddler and just seeing, um, you know, other, shoot, my daughter's my firstborn. So seeing other moms doing all the things and taking them here and taking them there. And you're like, well, I didn't take my kid there and I didn't do that with them. And I mean, my daughter had speech delays and so always being like, oh, well, they hit that milestone and I, we didn't get there yet. And feeling insecure as a mother, I think um, is definitely something that um, I resonate with, especially with my firstborn. And then I think after, you know, my son, it was, it was lesser so, but um, I mean, that's painful too, especially with social media. I mean, I know that's our job, but also on a personal level, like, and obviously, and I know this, that everyone's showing the best versions or maybe not even their real versions of themselves on social media sometimes, but still you see it and you're like, oh man, like, you know, I, I'm not doing enough. Even like right now with the freaking like elf on the shelf, like, oh, I'm not like 
going above and beyond. Maybe I should. And, you know, all those things that you think about as a mom, especially, I think that's where sometimes I can get in my head about that. But, you know, I think, but then thinking about in those moments for you, like in your family structure and how your kids are still thriving and making the best choices for your family, it doesn't all have to be the same. Not everyone has to do everything, you know, um, but yeah, I think that's where I see for myself sometimes comparing myself in that aspect of my life. Yeah. And, you know, when I was in early motherhood with my nasty, like nursing bra and like pajamas mm-hmm. for three days and, you know, I showered at least, but it didn't look like it. And it was so hard to be happy for other people and what they were doing, yeah. whether I saw it on social media Or maybe I heard a story of a friend that was doing X, Y, and Z. And I think with this collaboration and the competition subject, I, I needed, I was in like a, not a, I was in a cloudy space. We'll just say, we'll just put that adjective out there. And I was not in a space to be happy for anyone because I wasn't happy with me. And I wasn't in a space to support others fully mm-hmm. when I couldn't even support my own self, mm-hmm. you know, and, and give myself mental health love and take care of myself. And it's like, I look at my, you know, I'm 46 now and I look back in my early motherhood of 36 and I'm like, I've done, I, it's just, I was such a different person. So it's like, I understand where a woman can feel you know, threatened or insecure or jealous or not, you know, judgmental then because of that and closing people off. And I, you know, and you see these behaviors sometimes with women and it's sad because all we need to do is work on, it sounds so easy, but working on ourselves to open our hearts to other women and get Mm -hmm. to know other women. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's sad. Go ahead, Bridget. Oh, I was just thinking like, um, you know, like with the, like you said, Michelle, we see things on social media. I remember with my daughter seeing like people post things like, oh, they learned to walk and being like, oh, good for you. Like, you know, like what, you know, just rub it in my face then because my daughter hasn't walked yet. And all I had to do with like her apraxia and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, I feel like if I had the right kind of support system of other moms going through the same thing you know I didn't really in the moment didn't think about how I should maybe find another mom who has you know a kid going through a speech delay and being able to vent to them like that's why I actually think sometimes these Facebook mom groups I know some of them are better than others (laughs) don't get me wrong I know there's some awful stories but there are some great ones and I feel like I connected with some moms on there just because both my kids have ADHD you know, we've been through the speech thing. My daughter's fine now driving, which is great. But being, I was just talking to my mom the other day. I saw she asked about something about getting her kid diagnosed for ADHD. And I was like, oh, this is what you can do. And I gave her some, you know, tips about where to go and what to look for. And she was like, oh my gosh, mom's to the rescue. Thank you so much. And I think that's where, you know, seeing other moms as your, you know, as your community and collaborating with them to help figure out and navigate through all these hard things that sometimes yeah you could ask your pediatrician and yeah you can look it up but you know getting it from from the word like coming from the mouth of another mom who has been through it it's just so much more reassuring I think and so I think that's kind of the great thing about some of those groups is finding those people to support you yeah and those groups, I agree. They're like anything in life. There's, there's, you know, strengths and weaknesses in anything in life. And I found so many, you know, wonderful women on some of those groups. And mm-hmm. then some women that I just didn't drive with and whatever, but, um, you know, there's so many stereotypes out there and about how women can be towards other women, whether it's women with business um, climbing to the top or whatever they're trying to do along with motherhood. I think there's so many stereotypes out there. And granted, I do see women out there where I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> like, Oh, you know, it's just, it's icky, but how do mm-hmm. we reverse this stereotype that women don't support women? Um, you know, I, I just, I feel like there's so many women that do, but I don't know. I think we talk about the icky stuff more sometimes. 
Yeah, for sure. I feel like, um, especially women in business, if you're successful, um, you're seen and you have, you know, you're a leader, you're seen as a bitch sometimes. So I think that how we, um, how Megan and I kind of lead with our parts <laughs> rather than anything else truly to, um, create this community within our own business to show that, yeah, like we're just some moms who work from home and have fun on social media and help other small businesses. But we have a team, a growing team of other moms who want to work for us because we do have that type of community where, you know, we support each other. We're flexible. We get things happen with our kids. You can work at 6 a.m. or you can work at 6 p.m. You can work for 10 minutes one day and two hours, whatever works for you. It doesn't matter um, because, you know, your family comes first, at least how we see in our business. Um, but the fact that we can still do that and have a successful business, I think, is also something that people don't think is attainable as well. And I think that um, I think the corporate world, obviously, is a whole different, yeah, you know, a whole different game. And that's I think what's appealing to a small business, like how we structure ours. And I feel like some of the more progressive businesses do see it this way as well, especially with working from home. But um, I think that's a huge stereotype is that, you know, oh, just because I can't make that Zoom call at 9 a.m. because I'm trying to get my kid, you know, out the door for school or get them breakfast. Therefore, I'm not a good worker because I couldn't get there in time because I had other obligations with my kids. Um, so I feel like breaking those kind of stereotypes and for women in business is going is a huge barrier to um, get through. And I don't know if I went off topic with that on tangent. No, but anyway. I love it. I love it. Megan, did you have anything to add to that? Like breaking these stereotypes? So I think to break a stereotype, you just have to put yourself out there and just show who you are. Just be yourself. And if you truly support women, people are going to see that, believe that it's going to resonate with them. And it might even plant a seed. Like, oh, like I've made friends with other social media managers on TikTok and Instagram. And um, this uh, one friend, Chrissy, she owns Pretty Social. She was a solopreneur. She's in Canada. She's like, I wish I could like join your team. But you know what? She ended up starting her own team. She's like, I love what you did. Like, look at you, have got a team. And she was like, she's like, I didn't know that. I didn't think I could do that. And she did it. And she's got, she's kind of doing her own thing up there in Canada and like, it's just great, but I could have also seen her as competition, but I reached out to her because I had a question about something. I really liked her content and we became good friends on Instagram. Like just putting yourself out there will break the stereotype. Like you can, you can contact somebody and become friends with them if you want to, like, I don't know, kind of think like a child. I know we're adults, but I mean, you can really learn a lot from your kids. Um, yeah. They have a very pure, free spirit. And if we could all kind of go back to that a little bit um, and remove all the bitterness and things that we've, you know, that have happened to us over the years, I don't know, just being more childlike, putting yourself out there, um, not being afraid to look like an idiot on a podcast or on a reel or on social media. Yeah, yeah like you just, guys taught me that for sure when I was working <laughs> with you. Yeah. Well, because someone's going to resonate with you and like not everybody will. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but um yeah, I'd say to break the stereotype, just show people that you've broken the stereotype. Yeah, I Meg, I actually just saw a TikTok the other day where this girl was pretending you're like making making friends as a kid and the kid like- Oh, with the shirt. Thing. I saw that one. And she's like, <laughs> I like your orange shirt. And the kid's like, thanks. And then they're like, you want to be best friends? And they're like, yeah. She's and like, then I could put like, a basketball under my shirt. <laughs> and then like, as, an, as an adult, you're in line getting coffee. And you're like, oh, I like the color of your shirt. And the girl's like, thanks. And then that's it. And then you're like, oh. And they're like, okay. but I really wanted to go hiking with you and become your friend. <laughs> so I feel that like that's brilliant. exactly like what you were saying. Like kids are just like, I like your shirt. Therefore, we're best like, friends. It's like so, with you. I'm like, I liked your content. And you know what? I needed someone to partner up with. So why not? Like you just, you have to be confident enough to put yourself out there and to not be more, worried. And worried more often than not, it's going to be well-received. I think we think that people are going to be like, ew. <laughs> but more, more often than not, people are like, oh, sure. Like, I'll definitely answer your question or, you know, and you, you make them feel something. good too. Yeah. And you make that. Yeah. Feel it good does too. make them feel good. Cause if you see them as an expert, you know, they might not, they might have self-doubt and imposter syndrome themselves. So by ask, putting yourself out there and being like, Hey, you're doing awesome. 
you know, just wanted to say that, or if you want to ask them a question, I think more often than not, it's really flattering for that person to be, yeah. you know, seen as somebody worthy of asking that question to. And that's how you just build friendships. I think adults forget how to build friendships and that's half the problem. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have an example over the summer at the end of the summer, there was a family like FYI day at this, at, um, Brooklyn. Um, she's going, well, she's not going anymore, but she was possibly going to a Jewish camp up in Wisconsin. And I say Jewish camp because it's, it's a very close knit community. I found I converted. So my husband had to educate me on Jew camp mm-hmm. and like <laughs> these kids go every year and they go for like months. And I'm like, what? Wow. I don't see their kids for like months. But anyways, so we went for this orientation day and I show up and it's in Wisconsin, just by like Lake Geneva, nothing far. And we, the parents were in this like room and the kids went out to do like a get to know you with the kids. And then the parents were like, the get to know you. I was like baby in the corner, the Geneva, <laughs> you know, everyone's from the North shore. So that is, you know, like, and I have these judgments, yeah. like you see, I'm like, there's Lululemon everywhere. And like, yeah. you know, I just had all these judgments <laughs> and misunderstandings, but no one would talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like I sat in the corner and I was just like, and then I'm like, wait, I am a social girl. Like, what am I doing? Like in the corner here? And I could have stayed in the corner, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go over and I'm going to talk to these people. And so mm-hmm. I did, and I was a little nervous because I could tell by conversation, all these kids, all these parents, their kids went to school together. They all have like grown up right. together with their kids. So they have that bond. And I went up to them and I'm like, Hey, you know, and started conversation and it took a little bit of warming up, but then they ended up being super nice. And I'm like, if I would have just sat in the corner with my North shore misunderstandings and stereotypes and Mm -hmm. look at her, she's like probably a total bitch. And, you know, Uh not, you know, I would have been alone for the whole day, but instead I'm like, Nope. And I ended up breaking the stereotypes. Like Good. Mm-hmm. there were so many nice people. And I think that's what we have to do as moms, especially too, when you're in that like new mom group or a school or a preschool, whatever yeah. you're in, that maybe some people know each other already and they just may not have the social awareness that you do. And you're extra aware because you're by your, you're alone and you, you're right. trying to meet new people, but to, it's hard and you may sweat a lot underneath your sweatshirt from Target. <laughs> <laughs> but not from little lemon, but you may go to that group and find yourself pleasantly surprised and getting to know these people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Take the chance. Yeah. She's not going to that camp anyways, because I, can't send my, <laughs> I cannot send my daughter away for a month. I just cannot do it. Or two months oh, people yeah. do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Everyone, you do you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were talking about the importance of trust earlier with both of you. So what is, don't you feel that the, that trust is just such a huge part of collaboration? And if you don't trust someone, is that a red flag with, whether it's a friend or someone you may be working with? It's a huge thing. You have to trust, um, and trust takes time. So, you know, people show you who they are through their actions more so than their words. Um, but I, I mean, and maybe, I don't know if this is good advice or whatever, but I start out trusting people until they show me not to trust them. I don't know. I like that. I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but for me, that's how it is. So if I start to see red flags, then, you know, then it's like, oh, you know, you kind of take inventory of those red flags and then decide from there, you know, whether it's something you want to pursue or not pursue. But for me, I don't know. I start trusting until I'm shown that trust was, you know, not being had. I love yeah, that. Cause I think the majority of time people don't, yeah, you or know, they don't disappoint you the majority of time. And, and Bridget, mm-hmm. I interrupted you. Sorry. No, well, I was just saying innocent, innocent until proven guilty kind of thing, you know, Didn't Bridget helps me with that a lot, actually. Cause I'll, cause like, you know, you can jump to worst case scenarios with things and Bridget will be like, well, let's just think about it, you know, and this, light first. And then, so she, that's another way that we collaborate together really well. Like instead of jumping to an anxious worst case scenario situation, she will play out the better case scenario. So she'll play out the, well, what if it, what if this does work? And so she removes a lot of my insecurities and 
trust issues. Like she's helped me with that immensely. Um, so thank you, Bridget, <laughs> but just being You're able welcome. to like <laughs> talk to you about those things, you can, mm -hmm. but you do need to start with, with trust. Yeah. Do you have anything to add Bridget? Um, yeah. I mean, obviously that's, it's great to trust people. I mean, I feel like if we are not trustworthy, usually there's some kind of reason in our past that we're not trusting. We've had some kind of, whether it be a serious trauma or uh, something, just an experience that makes us weary of certain situations. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that, like Megan said, is trying to think of it from different perspectives as well, whether you're meeting somebody or um, trying to make some kind of decision, with, whether it's business or personal, um, whether or not to, um, you know, put your trust into that person or that thing. I think, yeah, it does take time. And, you know, sometimes we're too trusting and we'll learn from it, but we'll move on. But yeah. Yes. And uh, going to another subject here, when we were talking about confidence and kind of finding who you, like, at least for me, finding out who I really truly was, which I don't think I knew for a long time. I, I think I was looking at outside sources so much. And I really had to do a lot of inner work to find out who I truly am and my strengths. So talk about embracing your own uniqueness versus chasing and trying to be like your friend or your coworker or any other competition that's out there, like getting distracted from the work of being you. How about you, Megan? Um, I think it's just get coming to a point where you just accept yourself. Um, I grew up with ADD, not knowing I had it. Like I just got a diagnosis this year. Um, and there was I grew up always being like, why I studied so hard, but why did I still just get like a C plus and my best friends getting a pluses and you know, why I just, I would always just be so hard on myself, but always extremely conscientious. And I'd hold myself to a very high standard and beat myself up about why can't I just be this certain way? And why does this come easy for other people? Not for me and drive myself crazy. Um, but in my forties, I'm just you know what? I'm embracing it. I'm like, this is who I am. It's a little weird. I can jump around subjects. I can be like, I don't know. I just have, I'm just to the point where it's like, this is who I am. And I still want to learn and work on myself. Like, I'm not going to be like, this is who I am. And that's it. But I'm done beating myself up, trying to be everybody else. Like it just, it's a waste of energy really. So I think it's honestly just accepting yourself, just getting to that point. And then just like cherishing that too. And finding all the strengths, like, well, you know what? I actually like having an attention span that's short because <laughs> I don't dwell on things for very long. I don't hold grudges. Um, I think of new ideas all the time. I actually love my hyper-focus because I get a ton of stuff done. Um, so instead of just being just upset that I'm not, you know, a certain way anymore. I'm just like, yep, this is who I am. And I don't know math. So <laughs> like, I don't I know how to tip my waiter. I got to get my, I just, taught Megan, I just taught Megan how to, how to tip a waiter quickly, like this year. <laughs> I'm like, I used to be like mortified and embarrassed of the fact that I seriously do not understand math. Like it does. It's like, I don't even know my daughter's second grade math. I'm like, oh, ask dad. Oh. I don't know. I don't even know. And they laugh. I'm like, I don't know. You know, better math than mm -hmm. me. And I used to be like really embarrassed about that. Like, and had a lot of shame that I just didn't understand some certain things, but I'm just loving being in my forties, owning all of my weirdness and just going forth. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Megan. That's so wonderful. And you know, you bring up a, an important thing too, is that that comparison of the you of the past, you know, we're different people every decade, every day, every month, you know, like, and it's kind of like you said, embracing who you are and just kind of, you know, and I love being weird too. So I'm, I'm right I there. I think, weird weird. <laughs> I think Bridget's yeah. weird too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I can't be, I was, Megan was texting me because she had painters at her house and she was like, I can't be weird with all these people here in my house. <laughs> and I was like, yes. it's so we true. Voice text all the time. And so she's like, I can't voice text and be weird because I have painters here. Yeah, um, my daughter, so. I had five painters in my house this week and I saw the color and my daughter saw me come out of the room and I was really excited about the color. And normally I'm like, I'll like start singing. I'll like do a dance. But my daughter's like, I saw you and you looked at the painters and you were like, 
like trying to hold in your reaction to like your excitement. <laughs> and they so, probably would have loved it. Oh yeah. But you know what I mean? As soon as they I left, I was like, now. oh my God, I am really weird. I'm like a weirdo. And you don't really realize yeah. it unless you have five people, strangers in house all day <laughs> yeah, long and you have yeah. to hold it all in. Yeah. And I feel like with what we do for work, we're always making videos, reels, TikToks. We're, you know, we like to have a funny, quirky side to most of our content that we make. And I feel we, a lot of the comments we get, like, I could never do that. You know, like, no, I'm not doing that. No, oh, I said that to you guys. I'm like, I'm yeah. not doing that. That's okay. You don't have to be that way, but it's probably yeah. why I like social media. It's so fast moving. It changes a lot. People are silly. TikTok is like my home. I love TikTok because there's tons of weirdos on there. Um, yeah. I just well, and love with social all, media for that. You know, with all of the bad mouthing of social media on the side, you know, and I don't agree with it, to be honest. Yes, I, I bring back the point that I brought up earlier. There are bad chiropractors, bad medical doctors, bad, you know, clothing stores, you know, like there, any industry, anything in our life you can do too much of you can be dangerous with it or get addicted mm-hmm. to it. I've tried to educate my daughter on this too. I'm like, you can have too much water and water supposedly is good. Like, it's like, you got to learn how to monitor things and have the mental health to use things the right way and how things are going to fuel you. And that's what I think of social media. Um, and I get a little eh when someone's like, oh, it's just for our children. I fear for our children. And it's like, mm-hmm. Um, I really don't. Cause I think I, Brooklyn can have, when she does have the, the privilege of, you know, doing social sure. media, um, I think she'll have a lot of fun with it and it may bring out this uniqueness that we're talking mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. And like fun. I mean, do you agree with this? I honestly, yeah. if, if TikTok would have been around when I was in high school, maybe I wouldn't have been so ashamed of the fact that I am, you know, writing poetry in math class and, zoning out during like there's other people like me I found other ADHDers on there and I'm like oh my gosh when they say things I'm like I feel so seen finally for the first time in my life like I can't like even like their silly reactions to things and things that I didn't realize might be an ADHD thing I'm like gosh that person does it too and so I actually think our kids I mean if you want to just completely ignore the dark side of social media for a moment they're going to be able to feel a part of like not alone. So like, however they are, they're going to find those people on social media. And I just, I think it's a really good thing and it could really build confidence. I really do. Like, yeah. Like my daughter a little while ago had been, um, she said, made some comment how she was weird. And I was like, Oh, well, you're not weird. She looks at me. She's like, weird is a good thing. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, you're, you're super weird. <laughs> um, I love it. But I, but I feel like that's what's awesome about this generation. And I even learned so much from them, even like something, not even like as young as our kids, but you know, you know, the generation of girls, especially who are like in their early twenties, like I go to the gym and I see these girls walking around and just, you know, their, their leggings and their sports bras. And I'm like all covered up and I'm like, look at them. Like they are just like, and they're all different shapes and sizes. And they're, they're not afraid. No to one's be. hurting anyone. They're they, not. A- you know, they, you know, you're a little bloated. You got a little pooch. You don't, whatever it is. Like they, they just, don't care. They're like, I want to wear it. So I'm going to wear it and screw everybody else. If you're don't like what you see. And I feel like for what I see in my daughter, who's nine, it's like, we just went through the whole Harry Potter series, watching the movies. And she loves, if anybody loves Harry Potter, like Luna loves good. She's the weird, probably like, you know, socially awkward, you know, character and she's like that's her favorite character out of the whole movie so I feel like having those characters and them not being like you know typically you know back in the 80s 90s those movies those would be like the losers and the preppy girl yeah yeah, you have to get a makeover now to be cool like they're just weird and they're one of the main characters and and it's great to be weird (laughs) yeah and I feel like you find that online too like you find the the quirky creators and they you know it's cool so they they find you know they they see themselves represented you know they can find themselves all over the place and feel connected to those type of people so I think it's I think it can be really great and it's such a creative outlet for some too like some of those I know our Caitlin's daughter is amazing with technology and you know my daughter always is like 
you know, doing stuff. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? They just have such a oh, yeah. creative mind for that stuff, which I think is going to serve them so well with whatever they want to do later in life. But yeah, I think it can be awesome. Yeah. yeah. They're ge- they're called generation alpha because they're the iPad babies. My daughter's mm-hmm. 11 and she teaches me apps. Like if there's a new hot app, I'm like, I'll give it to Caitlin. She'll play with it for a little bit and then give me a full tutorial. That's great. Gosh, I love it. I love it. My it's secret all, weapon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And one thing I write about in my book, um, when it comes to comparison or the feelings of FOMO, not fitting in, you know, again, this collaboration and like, you know, is when you see a post and it triggers you in some way or jealousy or threat, be feeling threatened in some way, which prevents that collaboration, friendships, however you want to call whatever word you want to use is to, even if it takes force (laughs) to Mm -hmm. say something nice, comment something nice Mm -hmm. on the post and say, it looks like you guys had a great time. Or if you see, you know, a, a quote unquote click on social media that you're like, ugh, you know, and it just triggers you, but you kind of secretly want to be a part of it. Ask to join them nine times out of 10. If you reach out and say, Hey, you guys want to all grab a drink or go on a walk. Mm-hmm. Not, unless they're complete bitches, like <laughs> nine times out of 10, they'll say, yeah. And then that like wall comes down yes. and you guys can collaborate and grow the friendships. And who knows, like you two meeting, if you had that wall up, that threatening, mm-hmm feeling or someone's going to take something from me or they're better than me. And it's going to show something about me and all that fear. You're just never going to meet or grow or you'll learn. never grow. That's but the biggest yeah. thing. You'll, yeah. you'll never grow. You just, cause you can't grow in a silo. You just, you can't be, yeah, you just can't. Yeah. You just have to push mm-hmm. through that scary moment. It's only scary for a second. And then once you push through, you'll be like, Oh gosh, I'm so glad I did. Or maybe you'll be like, Oh, that sucked. And then you just keep going. Been in those <laughs> where you're like, you walk away. You're like, Oh, I don't think that worked out. And that's but fine. at least you tried. Exactly. Yeah. At least you tried. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So ladies, this is kind of off topic and fun, but do you guys have any favorite products or little hacks or, you know, especially the, I mean, your episode's going to be airing after the holiday season, but do you have anything that you're loving right now? Any products or things? I love sharing this stuff with like, with guests. And this is how I find stuff for myself, actually. I'm loving a local product. Um, they're, uh, they were a client of ours, Abby Rose skincare. Shout oh, out to them. Yes. I went to college with uh, Heather. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so go ahead make, with Abby Rose. Yeah. They make an amazing skincare products for, I mean, it's to help, I think Heather's daughter had eczema when she was very young. So she created her own products to help soothe her daughter's skin. Cause she didn't want to use all the steroids and the medication. I have really sensitive skin and any of the over-the-counter type brands make me like just break out and flake and just like, it's just my skin super sensitive. So I tried her products because why not? And oh my gosh, my skin's been so good since using it. Um, and it's so funny because one of their main ingredients in the product I use is sunflower oil. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, I love that. <laughs> like the sunflower is always around. Um, but yeah, I've been using her products for like three months straight and, uh, I love it. I use their soothe ball. It's like, what is it called? Soothe X and their oil. I'm not forgetting the exact names of it, but if you go to abbyroseskincare.com, um, they sell it in like a little pack. It'll be the oil, the balm and a bar of soap. And they sell it separately too, but oh my gosh, it's so great. If you have sensitive skin or a child with sensitive skin, um, it's wonderful. Wonder. Yeah. We actually have, it was for Brooklyn's like back in the day, it was for her diaper rash, but yeah. it's like a multi-purpose. Like if you have anything going on in your skin and she, Brooklyn loves it. She knows where to go and get it. Um, and it lasts forever. I feel oh, yeah. as well. well. I use it all the time. I use their Suthex, which you could probably use diaper rash stuff too, but I use that every day and night. It's awesome. Wonderful. I'll tag them um, in the show notes for sure. Bridget, do you have anything fun, any potions or, you know, things that you're loving right now? Yeah. Um, right now I really love, well, I've loved her for a long time. It's a creator on Instagram, her it's go clean co. Um, so it's at go clean C 
Castillo. Um, so she is a professional cleaner from Canada and she has the best recipes for cleaning at home. Um, like I learned like laundry stripping, how you put your workout clothes or your wipes in the bathtub with like borax and arm and hammer. And it, it you, you leave it in for like six hours and your water will literally be black because it pulls Ugh. out all the oil. Wait, you, you did this get. in a bathtub on social media. Yes, we do. I did. Yeah, I did. It's She's great. And she's like, her formula for almost everything is bleach water Tide. So that's like changed. All I use to like clean stuff now is Tide laundry detergent. It's great. So she's <laughs> like my favorite practical creator. Um, and then I was just talking about somebody uh, with somebody yesterday. They had seen my pictures from going to Wicked. And they're like, oh my God, your seats were so good. We were in the fifth row. And I was like, because I always get obstructed view tickets. Like they're as much as they are up in the nosebleeds. But the, like, yeah, okay, you miss maybe like a couple minutes here and there because, you know, people are in the wings that you can't see. But we were in the fifth row and I paid just as much as the people up in the top Dang, balcony. That's so, so smart. That that's, is smart. that's my tip for, you know, moms trying to take their kids somewhere on the budget, you know, for vacation, concerts, holidays, whatever, always obstructed view. You get the best seats. And usually it's not even that obstructed. So yeah, yeah they just have to do. Awesome. Yeah. If it's any obstruction and whatsoever, they have to just let you, you know, yeah. yeah. I was yeah, debating right. getting yeah. obstructed. And then I wasn't, I forgotten that I hadn't been to that theater in so long and since yeah. pre COVID and I'm like, wait, what is like, what is the obstruction, you know, and you sit there, and yeah. you, but now that when I went there, then I'm like, wait, where is the obstruction? It's yeah, just it was barely like anything. off to the side a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Such a good tip. Good, good tip. All right, ladies, where can moms find you um, on social media on um, obviously on social media, um, your website, <laughs> anything new that you guys are doing or offering people right now or anything coming up in this in 2023. So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We're on Instagram, sunshine.social.media. And then you can find us sunshine social media on TikTok and Facebook. And right now we're selling a how to plan your social media, like a pro guide. It's a 40 page guide on how to organize and plan your social media. So if you've been thinking about um, wanting to get a handle on your social media marketing, go ahead and get that guide. Um, you'll, you know, be in a better way for 2023. We also are offering um, a group coaching session on that guide. Bridget will be um, uh, conducting that coaching session. It's on December 13th at 10 a.m. It's via Zoom and you can book it via our website. Our website is www.sunshinesocial.media, sunshinesocial.media. So you can check out our guide and book a coaching session there. And then we're always booking coaching. Um, so if you have a particular topic you want to learn about, um, or we have a whole series we can take you through, um, just reach out and we can um, book a coaching session. And then B, did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I think that's it. And with coaching, we do group coaching, we do in-person, we do Zoom, we tailor it to your needs. So it's a great um, option for any kind of business owner looking for a little bit of help. And then of course, um, we have uh, social media management as well. Yes. And I love all your downloadables as well that you can purchase on, in, on your website. Things that mm -hmm. if you just need a quick... You kind of have a background and maybe you just need a little tool. You guys have great tools as well. Thank you. Yes. Yep. We're so, working on that. We're hopefully, I'm currently yeah. working on, well, I'm working on something. I don't know that I should say. Yeah. <laughs> currently working on a TikTok guide for people who want to uh, kickstart their TikTok. So hoping to have that out sometime wow. in the new year. People say I should yep. go on TikTok with all these like young you moms should. that that's where they are. I know yes. you guys have said that and go be on there. You'll love mm -hmm. it, Michelle. I promise. I'm yeah. like the TikTok devil. And then I you'll get TikTok. addicted and yeah. then you'll prefer over all your other social media. You'll be like, God, Instagram so is so boring next to TikTok. Mm, you'll just, really? oh, I haven't yeah. announced, I, have not, I haven't done anything with it yet. It's there. If okay, you love so authenticity, you will just be obsessed with that platform. It's great. All right. Yeah. I may have to be doing that with you guys then because yeah, the, I've moms out there, I've worked with both Bridget and um, Megan and 
they've had to, they've had a difficult client with me. I'm that person that's like, I don't want to. And, <laughs> and then once I do it once, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Once you do it once, once you break the seal and just yes. kind of get over the fear, it's fine. Yeah. You're like, it's okay, fun. I and then die. you'll like it. Yeah. And then and nobody like cares. It. Like nobody, nobody like, yes. like everybody just enjoys to see content. And if they don't, they scroll. It's like, just, it's mm-hmm. no big deal. Yeah, you'll never know. Well, yeah. ladies, thank you. Thank you both so much for being on the show. I am just so grateful to both of you. I'm, this is my first dual one too. So we have full. Yes. Yeah. So again, I was a little nervous about like, I, I had a feeling it was going to be fine. I mean, Zoom isn't anything complicated, but you never know. And I'm glad that this worked out and we had great conversation. And you guys, I just, this, this topic is so important and moms out there just be nice and <laughs> just be open to getting to know people, getting to know their strengths and then being confident with your own strengths. Cause you do have them. You just may not be aware of them right now. And once you grow into that, that collaboration won't be threatening, whether it's a friendship, whether it's letting someone into your group, whether it's, you know, growing your business like Megan and Bridget have done. And it's can only do good things for you. Um, so thank you ladies for reminding us of that. And thank you uh, so much. Oh, and we will talk soon moms. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing until next week, make one small step towards your honest motherhood. Thank you so much for listening to the Honest Mom Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review or comment so I can give you the content you deserve. To learn more, including what I offer to moms, check out michellemansfieldauthor.com. Most importantly, if you know a mom that needs to hear the words you heard today, please share the love and let's create a community of moms being honest for all of us.